July the 13th, 2011, and I'm in France, Valenciennes, a Toyota factory where they build the Aris. I've been brought over by Toyota with a bunch of other journalists to do what they call a static launch of the new Toyota Yaris. It won't be the most exciting launch because we won't get to drive the car, but we get to touch and feel it. And I think there's a reason for this. It seems that Toyota are very, very proud of the Yaris. And they want us to feel the quality. Quality is the message here. I'm guessing that Toyota are bouncing back from the outrage of the legal claims that a number of people have made against Toyota's allegedly not stopping when you put your foot on the brakes and things like that, which has all seemed to have been proved nonsense in court. But it's a charm offensive. And Toyota being the biggest motor corporation, they're very good at charm. They've shipped over, I'd say, uh, I think there were probably 10 journalists on the trip over from the UK. We came on the Eurostar and we're popped here in the space of less than two hours from St Pancras here, somewhere in wasteland rural France, where there's an enormous Toyota factory. Haven't seen the car yet. We will get to touch and feel it. But first, we're going to have a tour of the factory, which I'm slightly excited about. Even though the Yaris is not the most exciting car, the process under which it's made will be fascinating. Tour's beginning. It's a bit like being a tourist, quite literally, as we're on a tour. We've been escorted by one of the very nice multilingual Toyota PR women. He's holding up a grey card. We're in the grey group. That's not a comment on my age now that I'm 50. I hope. Before we got to see the factory where it's built, we needed to be introduced to the new Yaris itself. So we were escorted into a massive lecture theatre where the car was on display and we were given a presentation on the history of the Yaris. Good afternoon everyone and thank you for joining us here at Toyota Motor Manufacturing France for the official debut of the new Toyota Yaris. This is a landmark event for us as it is the first time we have introduced a new product to the media in the place where it gets manufactured. Video. Since its launch in 1999, the Yaris has always been associated with a key specific concept, compact outside while roomy inside. It quickly became nicknamed Piccolo Genio, Little Genius, a testament to the packaging ingenuity of the first two generations of the car. Following that, we heard from some of the key players in Toyota Europe, such as the Chief Executive Officer of Toyota Manufacturing Europe, Didier Leroy. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and... Uh... Let me first have my own personal welcome to all of you. TMMF here, indeed, is a very special place for me. Setting up this plant was my first task when I joined Toyota back in 1998. And with uh, Yaris, I have a very strong emotional attachment. I have seen it growing in popularity with our customers and playing an ever-increasing role for Toyota in Europe. I'm 
particularly pleased that you could join us here today at the birth of an extremely important car for Toyota and for Toyota here in Europe. Vice President for Product Planning and Marketing, Alan Uttenhoven. Thank you, Didier, and good afternoon, everyone, also from my side. To put the new Yaris into context, we should start by considering its heritage. Since Yaris was launched, you heard it from Didier over 10 years ago, we have sold around 2.5 million units of this car in Europe, and we are proud to say that 80% or 2 million of these cars are still today on the road in Europe. This is extremely good news, but of course it creates quite a challenge when you develop the next generation. And how do we evolve and how do we improve upon a vehicle which has already been highly popular and is also our best seller in Europe? The president of Toyota Manufacturing France, Makoto Sano. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's a big pleasure for me to welcome you at TMMF today. Ever since its conception, the motto of the TMMF production site has been green, clean, and lean. As with all Toyota Group facilities, we are strongly committed to sustainable development and environment protection through a high environmental performance. This plant is very compact. The surface area is 30% smaller than a plant with similar capacity. This allows us to minimize energy consumption related to heating and lighting and also uh, optimize logistics for physical and information flows. Recently, we also installed a solar wall in our place shop to recover the light energy, which will contribute to around 30% of the energy needed for heating. All of these environmental steps add up to an annual 40% energy saving compared to when we first started operating 10 years ago. For over a decade, the Yaris has been an extremely important car for Toyota in Europe. It changed perceptions of the company almost overnight, bringing significant numbers of new customers to Toyota. The Yaris model was primarily conceived to strengthen the company's position with an irresistible combination of cute design and ingenious packaging. The new Yaris will remain true to the model's original concept while offering an ingenious combination of benefits. Then the floor was open to questions from the journalists present. We have some microphones, so if you have any questions, please raise your hand and you will receive a microphone. Who's going to be first? Uh, which is the percentage of commonality between this generation of Yaris and the previous one? Okay, I would like to ask Chief Engineer to answer this question, so the percentage of commonality between this generation and the previous generation in terms of... Yamamoto-san. Okay, so approximately 20%. Approximately 20%. Thank you, Yamamoto-san. Next, please. Is it going to be a hybrid version of the Yaris? Thank you. So, thank you for your question. Yes, there will be a full hybrid version of the new Yaris, which will be manufactured here in this plant from mid-next year. Next question. Here on the first line. Hi there. One of the engines that you, sh- you showed us in the table earlier emit below 100 grams a kilometre of CO2. Is that a conscious decision to create space for the hybrid model? 
I would say no, it's not a conscious decision to create space for uh, to answer straight to your question. On the other hand, the let's say the positioning of the three engines that we have presented and as was also presented in the positioning graph that uh, we showed, they are basically among the class leading within their class. So I think it's uh, this is where they are basically positioned. So nothing to do with, of course, the, the arrival of the Abbott version next year. Next to ask a question was Autocar Editor-in-Chief, the mighty Steve Cropley. Could you give us a little bit more detail about European participation in this car? We're well aware that there's a Japanese version already launched. It would be interesting to know how much engineering, how much styling got done in Europe. So maybe Yamamoto-san, you want to pick up this uh, question about the yeah, European role in the development of... Uh, the third generation Yaris. Maybe uh, totally the, the, uh, including the all over the world and uh, about uh, 2,000 engineers in Europe, maybe the 300 people involved in the, this development. So out of the total number of people involved, so 300 out of the 2,000 plus involved globally. One of the questions was about the differences between the VITS, which is the Pacific and Japanese market version of the Aris, and the one that we've got here, asked about commonality. It seems that the three major differences between the VITS and the Aris are the fact that we have different engines here in Europe, we have the glass panoramic roof here in Europe, and we have the touch-and-go infotainment system on the Yaris here in Europe, which they don't have on the Vitz. Otherwise, it sounds like it's an identical car. In other words, a classic Toyota global product. That's where they're successful, I guess. Economies of scale. Right, now the factory tour. One last remark from my side concerning the plant tour. This is a quite a unique uh, part of the life of the plant, which is also quite confidential. So I'd like to ask you not to bring with you during the plant tour uh, cameras or telephones with cameras. Uh, we will have uh, photographers on site who will take pictures and we will make available for you these pictures at the end of the day so you will be able to collect them. Thank you very much for your understanding on this point. So I think that's it. Now we can move to the rest of the programme. Thank you very much. So no cameras, no video recorders in the factory tour. My secret buttonhole but camera I'm again. <laughs> Journalists who can prepare with secret technology. But I'm going to see if I can take this recorder with me. Very interesting. Right, we've been loaded onto a bus now. Given headsets, we've had our cameras taken off us. And we're off for the factory tour. Should be interesting. We've been given radio headphones which allow us to hear a commentary by a chap, a Frenchman from the TMMF plant here in France. Unfortunately, you won't be able to hear what he's saying because the feed is going directly to my ears. So uh, I'll give you a pressy. He's explaining that the plant was established 10 years ago. Currently passing the training centre. So you get four to six weeks training before you go on the production line. The plant's relatively quiet at the moment, we're told, because they're preparing for the construction of the new Yaris. They're sort of gearing up. There's been pilot production. 
incredible detail. One of the things that we were told in the presentation was the amount of pressure required to click each of the new components into place. Say, for instance, a plastic dashboard component is measured very accurately so that parts are not damaged when they're installed. Fascinating. On your left, you have now the quality test laboratory where we are testing our vehicle, mainly for dynamics. On your left again, as you can see here, it's, this door is the door from where the new Yaris are coming out to the assembly, assembly shop. The building is a classic, modern, megalithic, grey building. It has its own water treatment station, makes it more like a mini city than a factory. This corresponds to the equipment of a town with 15,000 inhabitants. They're very keen during the presentation to flag up all the eco-work that's been done here because all that ultimately translates to the car that you buy on the street as well. One of the things they're very proud of is the solar wall here, which is a very, very large photo cell array that helps about 30% of the power they need simply to heat this entire factory. We've been given some facts and figures at the moment about what happens at the factory here. It can produce 790 vehicles a day. It has the capacity to produce 270,000 vehicles a year in three shifts. They have a headcount of about 3,500 members here. They don't call them staff. The investment for the Yaris 3 production is 100 million euros. But the total investment here is 1 billion euros. This is a big operation. We're in the press shop at the moment, which you can no doubt hear by the sound of the stamping in the background. Huge coils of steel are rolled in, they're blanked off, marked out, and then stamped in presses, inspected, and okay for production. Interesting that in the press shop, their target here is zero defect. That is, every single component they produce here has to be used in the car, which will require a very high level of commitment and a high level of skill from the members. Now entered another area of this enormous facility where there are stacks and stacks and stacks of die presses, I suppose you'd call them, on the right-hand side. There are, in fact, 100 die presses stacked up to my right-hand side. Gives you an idea of the scale of production. You know, it's not just one component line knocking out one component. There are dozens and dozens and dozens. At the moment, Philippe, our guide, is explaining the process of how they go from... So you take a coil of steel which is 
just like a great big ribbon of licorice wrapped around itself. Weighs about 10 tonnes, it's about six foot tall. It's cut into a blank, a sort of a square piece in this instance, about the size of the bootleg of the car, and then stamped by one die, which gives the initial impression of the boot of the car, the, the rear door of the car. Then it's transferred with a bunch of suckers to a separate die, which then cuts out the window and cuts off what I would call the flashing. If this was a, an airfix kit, it cuts the flashing off around the side, and then a fourth press, and then a fifth press, until it's an entire outer panel of a Yaris rear door. Easy when you know how. Hang on, I should make that my catchphrase. (laughs) This is great, this is hands-on stuff now. We've been given the opportunity to understand how Toyota do the quality control of their panels. If you inspect the panel visually, it looks fine. You can rub your hand over it, it looks fine. But then they produce this stone, which is like a sanding block with very hard, wet and dry in it. They scrape along the surface and it shows up the indentations. And at the moment, journalists have been given the chance to have a go at that. You'll hear them sanding away. I think everybody wants to have a go. That's it? Okay. Easy. So, of course, uh, member needs skill to have a very good uh, surface taste everywhere. Just been told that the stone that they use, which isn't a stone at all, has a Japanese name of Kuniaku. There you go. Learned something today. As we go through this tour, you start off with rooms full of bits of steel and cages transporting those bits of steel. And as you move through the plant, you then get to racks and racks of entire sides of cars. I get the feeling that very soon we're going to see the stage at which all the outer panels are welded together and presented with something that starts to look a bit more like a car. In fact, there it is, right on cue. Right in front of me is a naked silver Yaris. No wheels, no lights, no glass, no interior, no engine, just the monocoque. And right next to it, another one which has been, well, it looks like it's been blown apart. It's actually all those components separated. The two side panels, the front bulkhead, the floor pan, the subframe for the engine at the front, and the roof which is floating on a very elegant net of piano wire just to show us. Nice. More facts and figures for you. The Yaris has 437 parts in the body and 3,500 welding spots per body. And of course, Toyota subscribed to this mean short lead time production process, whereby they're not storing lots and lots of components. They make them and as soon as they're made, they're used. That speeds up the process, and the faster you can build a car, the cheaper it is. It's been a long time since I've been in a car plant, and I'm astonished at just how few people there are here. 
there are plenty of workers standing around cranes and directing things and steering them around and operating manual welding machines around at the moment but the people are massively outnumbered by the robots I can see a stack of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 20 that's probably 40 on 50 on this side another 50 on the other side great big hydraulically operated single arm welding robots who are all busying away building panels and assembling them and fixing them together I just wonder if Toyota realised that at night these robots are busy building away their own robots to take over the world. Isn't that what's supposed to happen when we have robots? I hope not. At the moment we're getting a tour of the paint shop and we're watching the training of the staff. Can't call them staff, members who have been applying sealer manually and the inside of the car is painted manually the exterior is painted by robots we've been shown the quality control process at the moment and they're demonstrating just how important it is not just to look at the components that have been made but to touch them for instance we're looking at the grommets which have been installed in holes to act as seals and a French member of the Toyota workforce here has been running her fingers around the holes to try and feel the slightest variation because you get the tiniest of kink and water will creep in and if that's the case they don't allow it also here in the quality control department they've got a daylight bay which is a garage surrounded by 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 20 very bright light panels a bit like mole phase I suppose which are lighting the car as though it were daylight so you can see the paint matching and now this looks like the yeah this is the assembly inspection tunnel a long low tunnel with bays set either side with members standing sort of waist height knee height so they can inspect the car at a very low level as it goes through and the main reason why the quality control inspectors are stood in troughs either side of the inspection line is so that they don't have to bend over to inspect the lower half of the car and give them back pain. When they talk about quality here at the plant, they're not just talking about the quality of the cars, they're talking about the quality of the workforce. And if you've got a workforce that's suffering from back pain, their quality performance is going to drop. Put them in pits and you eliminate bending over. Simple, clever. It's great that each of the training areas here at the Valencia and Toyota plant, because it's a Japanese company, they're not called rooms, they're called dojos. And when someone with a French accent says that, it sounds lovely. Dojo. No sign of any judo though, just training. The attention to detail is extraordinary. I've just been shown an example of their continuing quality control, which they call Kaizen. And each team member is given what they call and-on, which is the permission to stop the production line if they spot something which is going to reduce the quality. And that means one person is responsible for stopping 
in this part of the production line, 946 people. They also have this sort of smiley system whereby they have little green smiley happy faces, little red miserable unhappy faces. And as they go through various aspects of the production process, say for instance putting on the seal around the door, they look for minute subtleties to how that component is put in by hand, which will reduce not only the stress on the team member, how they put the seal in, you know, whether you have to bang it hard and get a sore hand in doing so, but also reduces the stress on the components, in this case a rubber seal, where if you bang it too hard against a sharp lip, it might break the seal and cause a leak problem. Genuinely, the attention to detail here is frighteningly high. On that note, our tour ended. We were then given some time to crawl all over the new Series 3 Yaris and examine the quality with our grubby journalistic fingers ourselves. I took this opportunity to have a chat with Toyota GB's Head of PR, Scott Brownlee. So I asked Scott why Toyota had gone to so much trouble to bring journalists here from all over Europe. And there's two reasons. Really. We've got the factory in northern France where we build all the Yaris's for Europe, so it's to sort of emphasise that European-built aspect to the car, many people don't know. Um, but also really just to try and illustrate to people the lengths we go to and everybody here goes to to build in quality, whether it's from the design of the components right through to the finishing and the final assembly. It's one of those things you talk about, and hopefully people have found that when they go around, they get a real appreciation of just how obsessed I think is yeah, the right word yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought I was obsessed as a car fan the obsession to detail here is extraordinary, we were shown you know, very fine detailed changes of how you insert a seal and stuff like this, and that clearly makes a big difference. Yeah and I think the other thing which comes across which is key to the way Toyota builds things is this empowerment so every one of the employees here has the ability, if they see a problem, to stop the production line mm. so whatever the financial pressures, whatever the sales pressures if they see a problem, they know they can pull a cord, stop the line and it can be checked there and then and hopefully fixed there and then. And by doing it that way you don't stack up a problem or pass it on to the customer and try and fix it. So really, I guess in a nutshell, what we're trying to show is how much quality we design and build into the cars. Why is that such an important message at the moment for Toyota? It's always been key, it's always been part of what we're about. Obviously the recall issues last year, which many people will remember, and I think I would say, wouldn't I, the company was already one of the best quality companies with the reaction to that was to get even better and to try and move the standard even further up. It's easy to show somebody a bright shiny car, let them drive a car and they can appreciate how it stops and turns and goes. To try and convey some of this quality stuff is quite hard. We're really trying to just emphasise that not only is it still our core strength, we're even better at it than we used to be. In terms of being an exciting car, the Yaris isn't as thrilling as some of the cars I've tested from Toyota Lexus in in the UK, but it's still a very important car. You're producing this in enormous numbers. You've got to get it right, otherwise you're making a big mistake. Yeah, I mean, it'll be our biggest selling car. You know, these sort of cars, you know, the Fiesta-type segment of the market is a very big volume one. I think the excitement will come perhaps in about six, nine months' time when we see the hybrid. First time that technology, you know, famous from Prius... 
is going to be available in a car at this price segment and this small. So a real mass market, high technology car, which will offer things nobody's ever seen before in that segment. So I think those kind of things all add to it. But yeah, we've got to get it right for every car. And I think talking about the obsession and quality on a Lexus, say on a £70,000 car, well, of course you would. Exactly the same mentality goes into how we build these cars. So somebody who's maybe only paying £10,000 for a car know that that same care has gone into it. And in many cases, you know, the people buying those cars, it means more to them. It's maybe their only car. It's what gets them about, which gets them to, and the family moves about, safety's important. It actually means more in some cases than the more obvious exotic Scott, thank you very much indeed. I've had a great time today. I love this sort of thing. I'm not just interested in cars. I'm interested in the process. And the more you know about the process, the more appreciate the car. Thank you for the opportunity. Oh, thanks for coming. To send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site or follow us on Twitter, go to garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed! <laughs>